Well, hello there. It's Tony Scott. I'm joined today with Danny and Carl for a boys' high school hockey podcast. We have a lot to talk about. Junior hockey, who's coming, who's going, affiliates, and three events, including a brand new one called the Champions Cup. Four interviews with high school hockey coach and a ton of stuff in between. It's going to get hot here on the podcast. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good evening, boys. Okay, sorry, I got a lot of questions about that intro, Tony. So... <laughs> Could we start with masterpiece theater voice? Do we start with yeah? What uh, what are affiliates? What are not affiliates? Just affiliates? Affiliates. Like it's short for okay. affiliates. Kind of horse. And when you say it's going to get hot in here, yeah. should like, we be clear to everybody that you and Carl are in a hotel? Uh, I just edged right off the now? couch a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think the, the bed, I think maybe? we're gonna have some hot. Takes here, you horn dogs. Let's let's talk. Fortunately, there's a the big room. French door, and there are two separate yeah, beds in this hotel safe. room. So I'm going to lock that door. We're safe. <laughs> we are Maybe safe. We'll be okay. Um, well, what what is what has everybody been up to this summer? I worked a lot. How about you guys? I was uh, on the road a lot. I you went to Montana. I was hiking in Montana for a couple of weeks. I was in New York. Last, yes, last weekend I've. Today I was in uh I was in this county. It's, it's uh, south of it's Pine Dear County Lindst- and Lindstrom? north of Anoka. Is it the same yeah. One in? yeah, Danny, what's the name of that county? Um, Dodge. <laughs> no, that's south. <laughs> oh, Chicago. You, know, you, know, you drive Candy through. Candy Ohi. Chicago. 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 How about you, Danny? I heard you down a few lbs. Let's hear about yeah, it. Yeah, we. We both are. I well, I gained two of you are pounds over the weekend because <laughs> I was at, in Chicago at a wedding. But I'm down between thirty to thirty-five right now. That so, boy, that a boy. As what I, about you? As I said to you over the phone the other day, I'm like, because you're thirty and I'm fifty, mm-hmm. uh, my weight loss bike has no oil in it. It's like that oil. That's that <laughs> that. Rusty yeah. derailleur. That's my. It goes a lot slower. Yours is, you know, just got out of the. Uh, uh, it's spring tune-up. You're cruising down that hill way faster than I am. That's for you sure. have never seen me work out. Then I guess. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I will Did have I no comment run? on this section. Yeah, we're trying to Did get I as ever... thin as as Carl. That's the goal. Uh, yes, Did Danny. I ever run when I caddied for you, Tony. Mm, no, I don't think I ever ran. I don't think I've so, seen Danny run. No, no. Unless it's to food on the stove burning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I've never seen Danny run more than ten paces. No. <laughs> no. And Carl and I have run together. Yes, we went for a lovely run nice during little... the tournament last year. I I've, yeah. I've biked with Carl, so Carl <laughs> might throw shade about running, but me and my three wheel recumbent have biked with Carl. Oh, yep. my God. Behind that big little flag sticking up. Oh, my God. Just, do we have to go Tony there? Tony used to honk at me back in the day. I know. Get out of the way. 
Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about some hockey. All right. Where you want to start? You're the question guy. You you want to know what an affiliate Me? is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, there's some USHL news going on right now. Yes. Um, with some uh, notice, some Minnesotans that are on some USHL rosters, but like I'm looking at some of them, and some of them just don't make any sense too. Correct. Okay, so I'm going to try. I'm going to make try to make sense of this. So, the USHL and AHL they're competing leagues, but there's there's kind of like a you know they're the main league is the USHL, and then the NA is below it in some degree. That doesn't mean the NA is bad hockey. It just means that there's you know more players and better players in the other league. Um, what it means is there are first of all, if you're invited to the tryout doesn't necessarily mean you're on the 30-man roster. And even if you're on the 30-man roster, it doesn't mean you're going to play because there's 30 players and only 20 suit up. Uh, coming up soon, like next Tuesday, whatever the 20th is, it'll be Monday. Next Monday, uh, the 20th, they have to cut down to 23 players. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean Zam Plant, you use an example, will be cut off of their roster. He still won't appear on the 23-man roster. But don't be surprised if he's starting center at the on their in their first game. Why is that? He's an affiliate. So is Thor Bufflin. They're both affiliates with the team. So they can play six games before having to before the general manager has to make a decision on their roster status. So basically it allows them to buy time mm-hmm. to find the best players and make the best roster and hoard some players. So there's a lot of affiliated players out there. Tanner Ludke is a junior at at uh, Lakeville South. He's an affiliate at, at in Lincoln. So when you read our article, this will kind of bring that article a little bit off the page, I guess, and make some more sense. Then there are guys like Alex Bump from Prior Lake. He's straight up on that thirty man roster, and he's done well preseason for for Omaha. So that gives you some kind of hat tip that that I think Bump is going to have a great senior year if he returns. If you listen to our entire show and you get down to the part where Joe Pancrans talks, he'll talk about Rice, Bump, and Schumacher and their odds of returning to Prior Lake. And I would say, I'll give a spoiler here, it looks pretty good that they're coming back. All right. So for our listeners, what happens if you're an affiliate and then say, you know, Zam Plant plays the six games and then... Well, then what? He's probably going to come back to high school, right? So I would say it's a virtual lock that he's yeah. coming back to play at least one year with his brother. So does anything happen to his roster spot? No, he no. just his he runs out of his affiliated games. Sure, they'll make room for him. Yeah, so if he does before they'll eventually and after. have to cut someone if they yeah, yeah do that. Yep, they'll have to cut someone, have to trade someone. Someone can go on the IR. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. lots of ways to hoard players to your rosters. So, Where does that kid go that's getting cut, though? Just become a healthy scratch, or he'll play in the NA, or he'll just stay on the roster, in, on their 23-man roster. So you can still be on the roster and on the, these yeah. teams. Yeah. yeah, But yeah. not... And not okay. play. Okay. A healthy scratch, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go to a USHL game, and you'll... Be sitting in the stands, and there's these seven or eight kids walking around with suits on. You know, and I'm like, well, that kid's from Sioux Falls, and that kid's from Fargo. That kid's from, you know what I mean? And some of them I know, you know. 
I'll, I'll never forget. But, I, I sat next to a kid who played at Roseau for an sure. entire game. Yeah. You know, and he was just a healthy scratch. So they will, the USHL does a nice job of hoarding its players from the, from the NA. <laughs> so, and, and it's, a, it's a tricky game. I've talked to a couple different parents whose kids are doing, going through this process or just went through it last year and they recruit them. They want to steal these kids out of Minnesota high school hockey. That's, mm-hmm. that's their goal. The USHL is no friend to Minnesota high school hockey. There's no nice way of saying that. That is, they are no friend of the process. Yeah. And then there are some teams that are, more willing than others to accommodate before and after. Yeah, they will take yeah. one or two. You know, like so, like Jack Peart last year was yep. accommodated. You know, they they will accommodate one or two. Uh, Sioux City's been okay with it, but Waterloo no longer allows it. Dubuque no longer allows it. Chicago seems to be open to it. Chicago is Green kind Bay. of a Green Bay's sort of open to it. They did it last it's year with yeah. Lincoln is more open to it. It seems like I, they might be. I don't know. It, it's hard well, to say. Luke, Luke did oh. it before and after Middlestead. No, Luke did not. He played elite league. I think. I don't think he oh, played with Lincoln. Right. And maybe yeah. he did. Maybe he was an affiliate. We went down there and played a few Fine. games. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say. Uh, it's really, really hard to say. Um, obviously, with this fifth year of eligibility to, mm-hmm. to high school seniors, it's it's going to have a three-year effect. We yep. finished one of the years. We get two more years through, then then reality will set in a little bit more for some of these. And I've said it a few times. It's it's pretty bad for boys' high school hockey. It's way worse for girls because mm-hmm. girls sure. just really, there's no juniors yeah, for these no guys outlet. to go get hoarded yep. into. So uh, if, um, if you start whining about it, just think for a second. The girls is way worse than, than boys. So all this hoarding, so, is it? No. Is this actually good for players? Well, you d- depending on your situation, right? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, yeah, it's good. You're you're getting to, you get get to go skate in, in these programs. You get to it's very high pace. It's it's good training. Uh, the USHL has a great weightlifting and nutrition programs. They're they're building Division One athletes in these programs, so sure. no question, it's a it's a good situation to be in. Um, but you know what? Uh, if you can make an NA roster and play in the top six and be on the penalty camp, penalty kill, power play, it's better for your development to play in those games than to just sit on the bench and wear a suit every night. Yeah. So does does the NA have affiliates as well? Oh, the NA is a little bit more open, but th- no, they don't. But they have, but they have ways to toward players as well, mm-hmm. uh, from going down to to uh, the NA three or getting you know releasing them to other teams who could use them. So they 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 have a twenty three man roster as well. But I think they I think they've extended it during COVID. They had every teams had had bigger rosters, and because there was just so much chance for losing players to the virus. So, hopefully that helps. Well, so what Minnesotans should we be concerned about staying in the USHL? Mm, Man, Danny, that's a great question. Um, I that was in the article. I'm glad you read it. Tony frantically unlocks his computer. I know. I'm getting my. <laughs> there's a few of them here. Let's, so let's be clear. The amount of things that I read are minimal. I know. I know. I know. Thanks, Danny, for reading. That's great. Um, <laughs> where is it here? Here we go. So here's the high school eligibles. I had a few different angles on this. 
But uh, the ones that you'd be concerned about, um, I still put Jackson Blake as a 10% chance he could return. Um, I had someone from Eden Prairie send me a note, and they said it's 50% chance. So there's a little optimism over there on uh, Valley View. Um, Trey Osmus, I would say 100% gone. Um, Connor Brown's a kid from Gentry Academy. I think he might be back. Um, let's see here. Alex Bump, you listen to Joe Pancrantz for that answer. No chance that Max Burkholder comes back. Um, Jimmy Clark is the one that we're really keeping an eye on. Yeah. Isn't it? it seems yeah. like every year I got to go over to Braemar the first day of practice and see if a Jake Boltman shows up or right. if a Kiefer Bellows shows up. And I think Trey we're going to have to be a cone of silence. Yeah. We're just going to have to go over there and find out. So, um, it all depends on just watch Jimmy Clark's games played, watch Jimmy Clark's goals and assists. They're recruiting him. They are blatantly recruiting him because he's a good player. He'll be a Division One commit here in the next week or so. So they're recruiting him. They want good. those kids on their team. So he's the one from the watch list. That's the one that's the most important. Uh, that's the key one because he's back. That makes Edina good. Edina good makes mm-hmm. everything good from our perspective, yeah. right? We need a viable Edina. What? I guess so. <laughs> what did you say, Danny? Well, it, it makes better games in season. Yeah. Um, when Edina is good, because Edina has consistently one of the toughest schedules in the state, and so it gives us a really good litmus test around other teams to really see how good they are. Yeah. Versus, but when Edina is a cakewalk, it's really hard to judge teams that either get intimidated by the name or just can't handle walking into Braemar. Right. Uh, August Falloon is a St. Cloud kid. Uh, he's in Tri-Cities camp right now. I don't know where he'll end up. He may make that team. I'm not sure. But it, I, after talking to Pete Mat- Manich over in St. Cloud, um, sounds like uh, he's not coming back. Uh, nor, is, nor is Max Rude, who's also, I think he might be in Sioux Falls. Um. He's on a roster, I believe it's Sioux Falls. Uh, Joe Grammer's already in the Elite League, so he's left his 30-man roster. Uh, Hunter Hades, a kid you guys don't know. He's a Rochester kid. Carter Crikey's on a 30-man roster from Blake. How's that? Oh. Interesting. Sorry. I think it's super Sorry. cool. Yeah, definitely something. Yep. Yeah. I think it's super yeah, it cool. It, but... Good for him. Uh, hopefully he makes it. If not, Blake could use him. <laughs> um, yeah. Rory Lamb, I would put it. I put as the 0% chance. Uh, same with Casey Layson, Casey Leyland in, in Chicago. Um, I added Christian Manns. This was another kid that he's a Minnesota kid from Spring Lake Park, um, played at Shattuck, and then he played uh, NCDC, I think, somewhere in juniors last year. But he's high school eligible, and I was reminded that he should be on this list. I put a 0% chance that he'll be playing high school hockey in Minnesota next year. Oh, yeah. Um, and Gavin O'Connell is with uh, Waterloo. I think he's coming back. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll make the roster or not. But So I put him at 75. Anything's possible. We thought that uh, – uh, oh, God, what's the kid's name? The defender from Wyzetta was coming back. Griffin um, – Gavin. Griffin Ness. Griffin Ness's no. brother. What was yeah. his brother's name? We, we thought he was coming back, and he didn't come back. Tucker. Tucker, Tucker Ness. Tucker. We thought he was coming back, and he didn't. So yeah. you never know. Water, and now same team, Waterloo, so you never know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nick Pierre's 
high school eligible. He's not coming back. Eric Polkamp has a good feeder to Wyzetta's program. Though, uh, it too, definitely does. And um, Hank, was Hank there. was there. Yeah. So, um, anyways, here's one. Eric Polkamp Brainerd. Um, he's on a 30 man. Um, he could end up. He could definitely end up uh, in the USHL, and that would really hurt Brainerd's chances. And then I listed yeah. Max Rude either as well. So a lot of Central Minnesota kids, mm-hmm. uh, outstate kids that are, are that are definitely moving on if they can. So do you think that's because of Moorhead? Maybe I just think it's because it's it's harder. And then you have Alexandria's yeah. North Star Christian Academy plucking kids mm-hmm. out of Alex and uh, Brainerd as well. Right. So it just makes it harder and harder for these programs to be super successful against a Moorhead who is just getting better. You know they're they're adding kids from Fargo and you know the the you'll you'll see these I've, I I warned you about the the Plant brothers a couple of years ago I'm warning you now Matt Cullen's three boys are all outstanding hockey players and they're back in Moorhead think about that you know that's that's a major addition to the program plus uh, Ryan Kraft's got two boys sure. Mason Kraft and uh, Owen Kraft they'll be great players for the Spuds as well so think about that just five. New entrance to, yeah. to the program. It's huge. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, and then I had seven that weren't unlisted. Now we talked about Zamplant a little bit, Thor Bufflin, August Falloon, Troy Fetchko, Lutke, all these guys. I'd say there's a chance they could stay in their leagues, but I think that if you see them in the elite league like Fetchko, they're coming back. Lutke, I'd say, is 50-50. Plants, I'd say, is 95. He'll come back. Uh, Falloon, zero. I'd say uh, Thor Bufflin's in the in the nineties as well as as coming back. Do you so, want to drop the Benilde news? Uh, no, we'll tease that into the end of the podcast. Okay. That was a good tease right there. I think we will tease that into the podcast. Benilde news. We definitely have Benilde news. <laughs> on, um, if you want to go directly to the Ken Pauly chapter, you'll get some nice news there about their team. Um, I think. We also have some interviews coming up. We uh, interview Ken Pauley, uh, Matt Funk, uh, Jake Taylor from Lakeville North, and, and Joe Pankrantz at Prior Lake. All the guys relevant to our big announcements, announcing and talking about each of our uh, programs, each of our events that we're, we'll be hosting. Uh, do you guys want to talk about those now, or do you want to just go right into the interview with Matt Funk to, to kick off our opener? We're joined with Matt Funk, Creighton Durham Hall head coach. How are you doing today, Matt? Great. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great. Uh, just getting ready for the season, and I'm really excited to talk about uh, CDH and what is on the horizon for you guys. You guys have such a great roster coming up this year and a great roster of opponents. Uh, what's what's new with you guys this year uh, that we might that we might not know about? I, I think the the biggest thing is um, what I would say is what's old is what's new. Um, I yeah. think. From the time that we've been at, I've been at Creighton. Um, this is the roster with my most experience. Like I've had older teams. Um, my first year, we had a lot of seniors, um, but they were new to varsity hockey. Um, this group, um, I've had um, all averages right around 46 games played of varsity. So I've got a, a group that's um, familiar familiar with the, the process, and they've won 80 percent of their games as varsity hockey players so far. So. We've got a, a good group that's back and ready to go. I thought you were going with what's old as new. Maybe we can go back to the olden days where we play hockey in full barns, too. I bet you're pretty excited about that. The oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. 
that's a that's a big one um we're we're looking forward to having a packed house at the chuck this year and we've got a lot of good teams coming in um to play there so it should be pretty fun for our home fans i can't imagine you know you got a smaller rink right i mean smaller uh venue when you guys get rolling it's going to be hard ticket to find to get in and see you guys play would you think about that yeah, I mean, when you think about the teams that we've got coming there too, I mean, you're talking about um, Hermantown um, right before the, on the 23rd, so all your alums are back December 23rd, ready for Christmas break, mm-hmm. um, and so that one will be a big one. We've got um, Benilde there right before, um, I think it's a week or two before that, but you've got like Blake, a bunch of kind of powerhouse teams that are be coming in there, um, which should be really fun, and the first um, ever SEC conference championship game too at the end of the year will be a, a fun one as well. Now let's talk about that. That's something new. And you and I talked about this two years ago, the, the possibility yep. of doing it this way. Would this be the, 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 the two winners of the leagues crossing over and playing? So the ones play the ones, the twos play the twos kind of thing. Yep. Yep. And it rotates. So every everyone year. has a bonus game on their schedule, a grayed out bonus game, and you play. You go across based on how you finish the regular season. Correct. So you play thirteen regular seasons in the in the conference. You play your division teams twice, and the other division once. Um, and then at the end of the year, one plays one, two plays two, um, and so on. So it'll be really good um, because no matter what, to like you can go undefeated during the year. Um, and the other team and the other division could have two or three losses. And no matter what, that game is for the championship. So right before section playoffs, I think it's great. It's, um, you know, it all, it's all comes down to one game. All right. Um, and that's now you, those you, last games. you got to educate me who's in who is give me the top couple teams in each of the, each of the, uh, divisions. Yeah. So, um, on our side, um, it's us and, um, Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call it like the, either the, you'd either go east or south on this one. So it's us, Stillwater, Park, um, Woodbury, and Eastridge. Okay. Um, and, and then on the other side, it's got to be White Bear and White Irondale, Bear, Moundsview, Forest. those type of teams. Yep. So like White Bear, Forest Lake. Um, yep. That crew. Um, and so the, um, the drawback right away is you lose one game with um, White Bear, um, who's become um a pretty big rival for us in the, in the hockey world. Um, but, you know, if they get things done on their side um, and we get things done on our side, um, it sets up for a championship game against them. And Sager, as an alum, will have them ready to go. Yeah, no doubt. No, that's that's interesting. I've, I've already learned a few things about your team. Now, you are, and in, in with uh, one of the dads involved quite heavily in the jersey manufacturing business, we won't pump K1 enough, Um you guys also are a uniform shop. I mean, you're almost the uh, Oregon Ducks of high school hockey. What's the what's the, the new uniform this year? What are you going to roll out for us this year? Well, you know, it's probably for a lot of the state just because of um, last year being a weird year. There'll probably be – it'll be us showing off um, really two new uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have um, – last year we debuted our gold jersey um, – with our school crest um, in the circle. Um, so it's a gold jersey um, with purple piping. Um, it looks like a lot like the gold um, that Mankato State rocks. Yep. Um, so really cool, sharp uniform. Um, and then we're gonna go old school um, with our new whites this year. Um, 
that will look very clean, um, but we're bringing back the Raider star. So those that are really Is that the familiar, star that's on the football helmet? Yep, exactly. And actually the star was the last jersey um, that they wore um, during the state championship team. So Ryan McDonough um, rocked the star his junior and senior year um, at CDH. Well, that's pretty cool. So enough of the fluff. Let's talk uh, about your team this year. And you, you start, you, everything kind of starts up front with the Fisher brothers, uh, Jake and Drew, uh, and one of the Sandriel brothers. That's got to be your top group. They were great last year. Will they be again again together this year? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that, that group, um, you know, it's, I, I think um, – they're a, a luxury to have. I think, um, you know, we've talked a lot though, um, as you know, we might have to mix and match a little bit cause we've got a lot of depth up front. So, um, you look at guys, um, that we're expecting to make a big jump, um, you know, whether it's, um, a few of the seniors, um, with Luke McCarthy, Kevin Oldlog, um, and, uh, Gabe Rasmussen, who's injured, will be injured for the start of the season, but we're hoping to have him back by the first of the year. But then you have um, some younger guys, and I'm doing air quotes right now, but you have Devin Cardenas, Attila Lapai, um, guys that have um, are going to be entering um, their third year of varsity hockey as juniors, and we're expecting a big jump um, out of those guys. They're playing in the Elite League as well, um, and so they'll get them. They'll have a good fall under their belt and hopefully some confidence coming into the season. Uh, you were a list going through this whole list, and I'm like, when's he going to say Attila's name? When's he going to say Attila's name? He hadn't said his name. I'm like, he had a, what I would consider kind of a breakout year last year. I thought he had a great season for you guys. Yep, and what, we've been talking a lot about that this summer with Attila, and it's about um, there's times where last year where I was like, whoa, this is he's our best guy in, on the rink, and then there's days that he um, you wouldn't notice him. And so for him, it's about consistency. He had a really good summer on and off the rink. And so I'm excited to, to see what he comes back with. And same with his, you know, one of his best friends, Deb Cardenas. I mean, the kid can skate, he can fly um, and has a sneaky quick release. And so it's about putting all that together. So here's, this might be a silly question. Hockey's a little different. Is his brother Sylvester going to be a, a, a Raider sometime soon? He's a Raider. Yes. So he he's started, a good player a, too. Yep. Vessi is uh, in our freshman class. Um, and, uh, he started, um, you know, right away um, in the end of August, and uh, he's got two weeks as a Raider under his belt, and uh, he's enjoying the process. He'll be playing um, most likely with the St. Paul Caps this fall. That'll be a good team. Um, all right, so let's talk the blue line. Um, you got a kid from Hudson, Colton Jamison, and then uh, uh, Simon Hogue, who's been a, a starter since he was a freshman. Um, Zach Sandriel, one of the, the Sandriel twins. Joey Sylvester. You got a ton of talent on your blue line. Uh, these are kids that are accomplished the things uh, in the offseason on, on the national level. Yeah, um, it it starts, you know, with our – <clears throat> what I would call the the four um, leaders back there that are um, returners with Zach Sandriel, Simon Hogue will be our top pair. And then you got Colton Jamison and Lucas Cernahaus, yep. um, both that are juniors um, that have um, a lot of minutes on varsity. So um, with those four, I mean, Zach, um, Zach is one of our three captains with his brother, Jake and Drew Fisher. Um, Zach is really the alpha of the group, um, really big leader. Um, you know, he's got a strong voice in the back end. Simon as a junior, um, 
probably one of the most competitive kids I've coached. Um, and then Colton Jamison, um, he's got a different skill set back there, which is going to be fun to kind of show off um, to the state because he can he can skate. Sometimes he wants to be our fourth forward out there, um, but um, he's a big body that can really play the game. And that's that classic, we didn't see you guys last. You told me about these gold uniforms that you have with the breezer covers. I'm like, I didn't even see you guys play once last year because it was just conference play after conference play after conference play. So this will be somewhat of a coming out party for a lot of these kids that were sophomores that were good last year in their junior season like Colton. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I think the, the, the big thing too is the schedule this year yeah um, about, allows us to to play some big games throughout um and we've got it mixed throughout the year so like you know you start off fast with the saint thomas academy um you mix in like i already said benilde um and uh hermantown before christmas and over christmas break you have andover rosemont and champlin right after christmas break you got edina and then in february um we added eden prairie so usually that was the first weekend yeah. but um, less than I talked about, like it's going to help us more, um, to play them towards the end. So, um, I really love our schedule this year and quite frankly, I know our conference gets a lot of crap, but you know, what I tell everybody else is there's a lot of really good coaches in my conference. I mean, if you look at that top to bottom, there is, um, a lot of good coaches and there's talent in there that we can't take a night off with, with the target on our back and everybody wanting to beat us. I mean, it's it's not an easy slate, and our conference actually does well um, against some of the other conferences. Do we have the powerhouses of some of the west west side schools? Probably not, um, but those teams are good. Um, and like Stillwater proved to us last year, you cannot sleep on a well coached, well disciplined Stillwater team. So, which which interests me, you know, for the last what would it be six years, Cretan uh, fans have been bemoaning having to play in section six double a well you finally got what you wished for but now you get st thomas academy as a hurdle to get to state tournament which is a different type of hurdle it's almost a mental hurdle than a physical hurdle don't you think yep and it it starts at the top with the coach the coach's own two against his alma mater um and so you know i think um this year we've talked a lot about it it's we can't treat it as a, just another game because that would be lying. Um, right. So we know how big that game is, but at the same time, we can't overdo it. Um, and so we have bad memories from the last time we played. We were up 3 nothing. We don't have to go through all that. But um, All those kids was, were young in that game? They were young. Yep. They were young, and uh, they've been wanting to play that game over um, ever since um, the day after it. So, um it's good news is we won't have to wait long. Um, but you know, the thing about moving to St. Thomas's section, um, is I talk a lot about who I'm going up against and, and coaches, you look at that staff now, I mean, there's <laughs> arguably, I mean, it's crazy. And it might and so, be the best coaching staff in the state. Just don't tell them I said that, you know? Yeah. I, you know, it, it is. I mean, you talk about just veteran guys that have been there, but then young guys on that staff that are, are good at what they do too. Um, and so, um, it, for us, we know what we're going to expect. I can tell you right now that we won't see it in, um, the, in November or December, the second time we play them, cause they'll be working on their system that they're going to bring to us in the section playoffs. Um, and I'm aware of that. Um, and, uh, it's going to be no matter what, 
I think it's exciting to be there, but um, now, I mean, you can't, as I told the other the guys when they were all texting me the day that it came out, is like, just because we moved um, to section three, those guys, um, Jimmy Sainty's not going to give us the, no uh, or, you know, Ricky, I mean, it's not, Ricky's not going to just roll over um, the rest of that crew um, in the sections, not going to just say, okay, you're here now here. It's yours. So it's going to be a battle. Um, and uh, we're excited for it. All right. We talked about this, and you gave me the green light to ask the question, so no surprise. Um, In some ways, St. Thomas has, in the last 5, 10, 15 years, has become the big brother in the the Creighton-St. Thomas rivalry. I I can't remember the last time that uh, Creighton actually won the game. I bet you know. But is there a mental thing and is playing them twice this year good for you guys mentally? Because the section final game is the one, if you guys do meet, like you said, is the most important of the three games. Yeah. And I think that's part of why we scheduled it the way we did, to be honest with you, is like, we've got to get over that mental hurdle. Um, And so, you know, it'll be nice, obviously, to start it off um, at home um, on the 27th. in the truck since we didn't have um, fans last year. So it would have been nice to pack that out and have some of an advantage. Um, but I felt it would be more important just to put that game on the road um, again at a neutral site at big um, and uh, let the guys relive um, the last couple moments that we've had at big and move on um, and, and start something positive. Um, so I, it, it, it's real. Um, I think, um, and again, that's why it's good. It's the first game of the year too, is we can just move past that, um, and, and try to, um, prepare ourselves for the rest of the season. But, um, the big brother thing, um, I don't know, um, it's become probably a little bit of a mental thing because obviously in a lot of the other sports, um, we've been, um, CDH for a long time has, has been the, the big brother. Um, yeah, think and, about baseball. My goodness. And actually, you know? this is a, it's a timely week because uh, Friday, um, for the first time in a long time, CDH football plays. No STA way. Football. Yeah. So they're playing at TCO um, at the training um, facility, the Vikings training facility on Friday night. So all our boys are going. I'm sure all their boys are going. So it should be um, a fun little taste of what's coming in November. Yeah, well, we we just got a little bit of taste of your team. Oh, before we go, uh, Chris Bellock would murder me if I didn't talk about the goaltender, uh, one of the top goaltenders oh. in the state, Marco. Uh, Chris is a good friend of mine. We we left him out. We talked about your forwards, talked about your D, and the goalie always gets forgotten, doesn't he? Well, you know, and it, he's a hard one to forget because, I mean, he um, has uh, – he's led the state and in, in wins the last two years. Um and uh, he's been a rock in the net. He'll be a rock in the net this year. He is the perfect um, temperament um, of a goaltender. You know, I've had um, really good ones in the past. I mean, you remember um, some of my good goalies yeah. going back to the NBA days um, with Andy Barron. Um, he's as athletic as Andy was um, and um, as calm and as collective as Andy was. But he's got the more of the prototypical um, goalie body um, yeah. where he's tall and lanky and, and uh, you know, the, it's fun. Cause even in practice, he refuses to let these guys um, score on him. So um, he is the rock of our team. We'll go as far as he wants us to go. Um, and I'm, I'm really lucky um, to have had 
um, a kid like Marco um, lead our group. Well, I just didn't, I saw his name here. I was like, we can't leave him out because he's been a huge part of your team and a big part of your, your, your growth at, at CDH. Yeah. It all starts with goaltending and uh, it's, we've been lucky to have a good one. Well, we hope to see you maybe exercise some demons back at uh, Bloomington Ice Garden over Thanksgiving. I'm guessing I'll probably see you before then. If I don't, uh, uh, good luck to you in the in the first part of the season uh, at, in trials and all that good stuff, and we'll see you at big. Yep, less than two months away. We're excited, ready to get going. Matt Funk, head coach at Creighton Durham Hall. Well, that was a fun little interview with Coach Funk. He's always so candid with his remarks, especially when it came to talking about St. Thomas, his alma mater, being kind of the big brother in the relationship between St. Thomas and Creighton. All Danny needs is to hear that, don't you, Danny? (laughs) I like that. You know, anytime a Creighton person starts saying that St. Thomas is better, you know, that's that's music to my ears. But but he's really a St. Thomas person. So is he just a plant? Is that what he must is? be? Yeah. He must be. Um, I thought his remarks about uh, you know some of the uniforms. You know he's a big uniform guy. They are one of the Oregon Ducks type uh, <laughs> hockey programs. The all yellows, the new whites that they're bringing out this year. Um, I'm pretty excited about this team, especially when you think about the blue line that they have, the the, the up, you know, the the eight eight returners yeah. they have up front at the on the forward lines, and then one of the better goalies in the state with Marco Bellock. Hard to I ignore really these guys. Hard to ignore them. Bell- Bellock is one of my favorite goaltenders in the state. Easily, he makes some unbelievable saves, and it seems like he gets stronger within games. Two of the better saves that he makes. One thing I regret not bringing up to him is the fact that Creighton is somewhat uh, Bloomington Ice Garden is kind of Creighton's kryptonite. They just cannot win in that building. Sure. Remember, Matt Gleason was a sophomore year, right? His senior Ooh, year, they yeah. lost, ended their season there in the semis. Yep. That. Yep. You know, that dastardly three-goal lead they coughed up over at St. Thomas. They have some demons to exercise during this opener, which is makes for interesting viewing, I think, yeah. don't you? I, yeah, but um, Carl, who did they beat at Bloomington Ice Garden that was undefeated that one year? Maybe he does. <laughs> <laughs> they beat a certain Benil team. Yes, yeah. and who wasn't there? None of us. <laughs> None of us. I forgot about that. Good call, Danny. I forgot yeah. about that. At least Danny didn't fall in the parking lot that year. Yes, yes. No, no. Um, okay, so we have that game. What is your take, Mr. St. Thomas, on this game? Um, and the fact that they play twice is a big factor, I think. Cause I think that's, they're going to get more and more comfortable with each other having two meetings this year. I really think the team that wins the first round uh, – is going to lose the second round. I do too. I do too. It it has that type of feeling about it that the other team knows how much better they need to be. I I think we saw that um, when St. Thomas played Minnetonka in the opener a couple of years ago, and they got better the next times that they played Minnetonka. You know, they won in a shootout against them in the Schwann's Cup to win the Schwann's Cup. (laughs) Wow. Hang that banner. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're always going to hang on that thing, aren't we? 
so I, I really, I, that's where I'm looking forward to seeing how the team that loses improves throughout the year. And also, this time it counts because there will probably be a third meeting. Probably, although Probably. Matt alluded to it in the in the podcast that yeah. we are not looking past Rose Mount and sure. the rest of the yeah. teams in the section, which he's did a really nice job talking about it. Also coming, we we can't leave out your team, your little puppy dogs are coming into the Bloomington Ice Garden for the opener as well. So does that mean you get to come down and follow the squad this year and come to the game? We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> You can have Thanksgiving we'll at the Zozels and, and, you know, come watch the Hounds the next I'll day. be in Chicago. But you won't even be there. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot about it. But you will watch Tony, YHH. Can I come? Yes, you are invited. You are definitely invited. To Thanksgiving? No, you are no, not invited no. to Thanksgiving. Well, only I'm invited to Thanksgiving. Just Carl. Just Carl. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm joking. Of course you're invited. Um, yeah. All right. So one other thing that I thought was really interesting that came about here is the fact that St. Thomas and Creighton will be playing after uh, Duluth East and Chaska. So that so. means ex-coach jilted coach Mike Randolph <laughs> will be at these there's the the Luthies game watching his former team play right before his team what do you think of that Carl it's gonna be fascinating I will be especially fascinated if there's a meeting in the hallway between the coaching staffs because sometimes that happens you know there's and there's you know Potosha was a you know new new East coach Steve yep. Potosha was a longtime Bantam coach but then I'm not sure that anything ended on the greatest of terms no. there. No. I'm being g- gentle here, but um very. So one of his assistants, Dylan Mills, is still uh, Randolph's assistant is has continued on with the new staff, but the other ones are a bunch of people who have been coaching in the youth program in the past couple of years, some of whom have been vocally critical of Mike Randolph. Yeah. So it's uh would be a really awkward little date in the hallway. Because there's a JV game that sandwiches in between it is there a chance that Rand doesn't show up until closer to the end of the JV game as opposed to the beginning of the JV game when the East and um Chaska game ends oh I think he shows up for it I think he shows up I for think, it too I think so too I don't think he'd miss that for the nope. world I think he wants to be there I think he'll want to be there so great takes all right speaking of Chaska we have Chaska in the building twice they'll play St. Thomas and obviously Blue Duluth East um, Matt Cook, former NHLer, um, I've had him on a podcast twice, so I've got to know Matt pretty well. I'm excited to see his brand of hockey if <laughs> it matches the kind of like he played. played. <laughs> they may have the most pims in state high school history. Oh God, he, he understands how the five minute penalty works in high school, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. So uh. he's coaching Chaska, which will be a. I think it's going to be a huge. A diversion from the way uh, yeah. Snuggy coached. Right. They bring in two unbelievable bantams, uh, kids that were two of the best kids in our bantam elite league, uh, Tanner Brunder and Sam Sheets. Uh, both were national camp 05 kids. To give you some degree, they're the top five kids in their birth year, and they're way at the younger end. Mm. Uh, that's how good they're going to be. They'll make an immediate impact for the Hawks, and they have a Division One commit in uh, Sam Renzel. Don't steal my notes off my Chipotle now. I know, I know. That's part. Of, that, that's coming up in one of our little sections here. 
So this would have been a really, really good Chaska team if it still had Snuggie. Oh, and Burkholder. Yeah. Yeah. Think about yeah, that. Yeah. Think about how this loaded this legit. team would have been. Uh, and you know what? If you think about it, yeah, that probably would be the best team in the section right along with Prior Lake. And when these guys were Bantams, Prior Lake and, and, and Chaska, they were in the same district. They played some amazing games, just straight up some great hockey. Uh, I think they played each other in the state semis up in Moorhead, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, so should be a fun event. Anything else I should keep an eye out for for the, for this event East, or things you guys will be keeping out for in this event? Eastview Jefferson is of note. These teams used to be in the same conference. They're in same the same section. Section. Yeah. The section now. They're in the same it matters district. matters for seeding. You. Yeah. They're it not in the it matters for nothing. Not, yeah. It matters for nothing other than it's just a straight-up conference game. Uh, Mike Terwilliger, the head coach, section. they're not in the same section anymore. That's right. Uh, oh, Jefferson's, Jefferson's back in section two, two. Yeah. Oh, where they belong. Uh, yes, correct, correct. Where they belong. So um, they'll, It should be a packed house, though, because it, Jefferson always brings a crowd. There will be a very good crowd because it's Thanksgiving. So uh, we are very excited to have the Jags in one of our events. And uh, my daughter's boyfriend plays for the team, Sam Law, and I'm excited to call a game when, and just completely roast him the entire game. So Excellent. Sam's yeah. a, speaking of caddies, he's a caddy up at Minnesota Valley walking in Danny's footsteps. So good kid. Time really to break nice up kid. with the Zozo family. <laughs> yeah, that, does he know what he's getting himself into? All conference golfer. All conference golfer. Oh. So, yeah, I wish I, 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 I wish you were an all conference you know, hockey player. That'd be even better. <laughs> um, I if he was an all conference caddy. Yeah, he's a very good caddy. So, well, so there you go. Should be a fun event uh, right after Thanksgiving for us. We head into our newest event, which is the Champions Cup. We'll get to a little bit of a tease there. We'll hear from Coach Ken Polly, who's part of one of the four teams, which is going to be uh, Benilde and Hill Murray on the private side. And on the public side, we have Hermantown and Eden Prairie. We'll talk a little bit about it in the interview with Coach Polly. And then after the interview with Coach Polly, we'll sound off on what we heard. We're joined with Ken Polly here today. How are you doing today, Ken? I am doing well, Tony. Thank you very much. Uh, Benil St. Margaret's has had a really strong run the last couple of years, and I expect an even stronger run out of you this year. Let's let's hear what you think of your team this year. Yeah, we uh, yeah we, we we like it. As you said, I think we've been we've been trying to build some you know momentum the last few years and having a tough time kind of breaking through the ultimate prize, getting to the getting to the tourney. You know, so but we feel like we. We feel like we have the sort of program and the sort of kids that should be able to compete every year for that, and we think this year will be uh, won't be any different. As you know, losing a goalie the caliber of Carson Limeson for four years that'll be a big question mark. But uh, we have enough coming back. That I think we'll be in the conversation when it counts. Yeah, what a what a section uh, final you had last year with Wyzetta. I think the I think we're going to see a lot of the same teams back at the top in Section Six AA. Um, your team, when I look at you guys on paper, it looks like your blue line might be the best blue line in the state. Any comments on that? Yeah, we've, we've, you know, that's always been a bit of a calling card for us. I really had pretty good defenders and, uh, this year shouldn't be you know, any, you know, any, any different with, uh, you know, led by, you know, senior captain, Tristan, you know, Tristan Sarsland, you know, Sarsland and Benny Thompson, uh, from your know, Maple Grove boy. And then, yep. uh, and Brady Akish, you know, he's, he and Sars are captains together. 
And then uh, Bjorn Lurvik, uh, seniors. We have four seniors uh, sitting in the sitting in the elite league, and then you you round that up with a kid like Gavin Reed, you know, who suffered through an injury last year. Is probably one of the top sophomores uh, in the state, if not the country. And of course, had an unfortunate injury when he was trying out for Ann Arbor last year, so um, which may have kept him off that program, quite right. honestly. Right. You know. So so again, when you start when you start with that, that's uh, uh, that's pretty great. Even I have a tough time screwing that one up. Tony. Yeah. So hey, well, yeah. well, you also get credit for bringing these kids into and attracting and building good <laughs> players. So, <laughs> well, <there we> go. <laughs> um, um, let's talk about up front though. Adam Marshall returns as one of the top senior forwards in the state. And, and, and without question, he's, he's always been one of my favorite players to watch. Cause he's just so gritty and so hardworking every shift. He never takes a shift off. Yeah, you know, the Marsh basically, you know, the, the um, you know, his biggest calling card as a forward is that he's a, you know, he's 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 a goal scorer, and um, you know, last year was a bit of an, you know, bit of an oddity. We actually we actually struggled as a team scoring goals against the best against the best teams, and uh, Marsh had a little bit of an, you know, after having a really nice ninth grade sophomore year, you know, probably didn't have quite the year that he would have liked to have as a junior. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it was such it was such an odd odd year, Tony. It's hard to. <laughs> Before anyone get him any momentum, but we see that uh, he seems to be off a nice little start in the elite league. I think he's pumped in five goals already. So again, having a, have, having a, having a goal score up front, um, <laughs> you still got to put the puck in the net. So we're uh, looking forward to having Marsh back for a senior year. You mentioned uh, senior Tristan Sarsland. He's one of those Mr. Hockey finalist types. As long as same with Marshall, um, he was he suffered an injury over at the elite league last weekend. What's his mm-hmm. Tristan's latest status? Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he basically, uh, we we feel there's a really good chance that he's going to be back for the first week, uh, first week of the season. You know, so, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, the injury is something that was clean and it's not going to impact him, you know, long term. And uh, I guess the good news for if so, you don't want anyone hurt, but if they're going to get hurt in the elite league. Oh, well, by all means, let's do it the first week so they can heal up. <laughs> Time for our season. Yes. Uh, we don't need that happening the week before our tryouts. Um, you know, but he's certainly, um, you know, it's kind of up to the, I'm a social teacher. I'm not a surgeon or a therapist, so I'll let, leave it up to them. But I've, I've had people kind of in the know, uh, tell me they, they, that he, uh, that he probably could be skating here in his, those five or six weeks and, uh, uh, be, be back for, uh, game one for us. And, uh, but we won't, we'll, fo- we'll follow the experts advice on this and, uh, we won't push him back too soon, but. Uh, we're very confident we're going to have him for the season. Well, we would love to have him in the Champions Cup. Um, you got the schedule yesterday. You got the format yesterday with our uh, Ryder Cup format with a point being delivered to each pit winner of each period at the varsity and the JV level. Have you let that sink in a little bit to think about how that might work out for the Red Knights? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think, I think it's a brilliant, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, I, I, I just, I love the, uh, again, we've had this north south mm-hmm. challenge thing going, and that was uh, Lee's uh, Lee Smith's brainchild over at Eden Prairie a few years back, you know, and um, and and it really really wasn't, and, and it was it was fun, but it and it was fun, and we had great competition with us and Hermantown and, and all that, and Brainer was in there, and, yep. and obviously we're obviously we have you know Hill Murray joining us uh, you know this year instead of Brainerd, uh, but I think you adding this Ryder Cup type element where uh, where the JV points are figuring in as well. I think it's, it's, I think it makes it, I think it's a great way to kick off the season, um, on a number of different levels and for the JV to be involved, in the, um, and for, for each of the, each of the periods, uh, to count, um, is, is just great. And, uh, let's everyone to kind of see, 
um, uh, take a look at the programs from top to bottom uh, for all four of those programs. So, and great for the JV kids to have something to play for on the on, on the on the, on the front weekend. end. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I would love to publish the text string that we had. It was myself and you and Pat Andrews and Coach Lechner and Lee Smith putting this thing together. It was all done via text. We never once spoke personally. It was all via text messages, and to get Coach Lechner into the mix and not you know when when Brainerd bowed out, we brought in the public. Now we have the two publics and the two privates. There's a lot of going on here. We the, we have two past, past state champions playing in the turn, permit to kick the thing off. There's a lot of fireworks that could happen that weekend over at the rec center. Oh yeah, I mean you have you know you, you, have, you have programs that have been pretty good for a long long time, and you know and clearly the um, unfortunately for Hill Murray they didn't get to properly defend their state no, they last did not. year, and that's and that was uh, that 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 was sad. that was beyond sad. But again, they're you're, they're a great champion. Hermantown clearly you know has one of the I mean, you, you don't even need, need to put an asterisk next to it. They're just one of the top high school programs in the state, period. Yep. You know, it's not just, you know, Class A, you know, Eden Prairie's very storied. And, you know, again, we're, you know, we're always, we're always in the conversation. We, we got to get back to the show here. We've been out of it for a while. But, but again, when you, when you have four teams like that, uh, with the level of talent and the kids that move on to juniors and then college out of those programs, it's just, a, uh, you know, the, you know, the fireworks and quite honestly, the, uh, the, the showcase, I think, um, yeah, you see a lot of black jackets at those elite league games. I think you might see quite a few of that weekend as well. There's a lot of draft eligibles playing in that event. That's for sure. Um, yes. Let's talk through about uh, you guys got a new locker room. You guys get new new uniforms. What's new with the Red Knights this year? What, what we might be looking out for this year? Well, you know, I'll tell you. It's just what's new is that hopefully we're going to have a normal year, right, Tony? I mean, that we don't have to go through all this other stuff. And so I think the the fact that we're getting back to normal feels new um, as it is, but yeah, we're going to, but we actually are going to add a, um, I go back to our Detroit style uh, home Jersey. Um, You know, so we, that's, that's always been a look that we've, uh, that we've liked uh, uh, since I, um, since I came back to the school back in, my gosh, it was 08, 15 years ago now or something, but we've always gone with that Detroit style uh, for, and so we're going back to that for white. And so we're, um, uh, that's always, that's, that's always, that's always fun. Everyone likes a new uniform and, and we obviously were blessed with a, a great community that's given us a, uh, our alumni have given us a beautiful locker room. So, um, you know, maybe put a little more, you know, signage in there to, you know, spruce it up a little bit, but, uh, um, it's, it's, it's pretty nice already. So we don't need to put, uh, uh it's, it's only about four years old, so we don't need to do a whole lot new quite yet, but right. I'll tell you what, just the fact that we get, uh, that we're looking here. Um, at having a season, um, that's 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 good enough for me right now. <laughs> so you have a, a, a new enrollees. You have uh, kids enrolled at your school. Um, are there any kids coming into the program that we should keep an eye out for? That that we we you don't know until they actually enroll, right? So yeah, you know, we yeah. you never know. Is there some kids coming yeah. in that are freshmen or sophomore that are going to you know maybe make an impact for you this year? Yeah, you know, we actually feel there's there's some kids who were on our JV last year who uh, we think will step in um, and, and, and be a force. You know, you got a kid like Ben Norris. I was, that was the first uh, one I thought of. I'm like, Ben yeah, Norris, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, Ben, you know, Ben Norris was a ninth grader last year, you know, on our junior varsity. Generally speaking, I don't like to have ninth graders on the JV, but sometimes you get that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we think Ben will have something to say. We think someone like Michael Ristow, who was on varsity last year, is a ninth grader, but he was a ninth grader. Yeah. And so we think as a sophomore, he's a year older and, and all of that, you know, so – 
Um, you know, we like this. You know, we like the group of ninth graders that are coming in. We have a lot who will probably be playing bantam hockey this year. Okay. But you know, we have a couple. Um, you know, a couple sophomores. You know, who played bantam double A hockey. You know, over at that last year, and the Mason McElroy kid and Caleb Koski. Yeah. Um, and so we don't quite know what their status is going to be, but we certainly know um, they're going to be uh, making impact somewhere in our program down uh, down the road. Whether it's this year, or next year, we'll see. Yeah. But very excited to have those kids. Um, you know, they're both, uh, you know, they're both great kids and I think they're both winners. And I think that's, uh, that's always good. So again, um, you know, we, this, uh, you know, this, uh, Kirchner kid, I think he's going to play BAM double A again at Wise this year as a ninth grader. Yep. Um, again, we have some, um, uh, some really good young talent and some will play with their, uh, their BAM team and some will be here. Um, I think for, uh, you know, for our, our team this year, in terms of actual newcomers, I think it's more of a thing, Tony, where it's, Kids who were young guys on the team last year, like Aristotle, Gavin Reed had to kind of fight through an injury last year. Yep. Um, you know, Drew Stewart clearly is probably one of the you know, top talents, you know, I think, in the state, if not the country, in his age group as yep. a sophomore. Um, we're just excited what those kids are going to look like a year older. You know, yeah. So we're pretty pumped up about that. So you had it. You had Michael's brother Zach, and you have Michael. How do they compare to one another? A as players and B as kids. Separated birth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not so sure Zach. I'm not so Zach was a captain for me. I'm not so sure we had a full conversation until you you graduated. Uh, But uh, no, but he's Zach was always pretty, a really sweet, nice, quiet, soft-spoken kid. Michael Ristow is the opposite of that. You know, Uh, (laughs) you started describing Zach. I'd interviewed him after your when you guys beat Eden Prairie in that game a few years ago over at your building on that Friday night game. He had the game winner in overtime. Yeah. And then I met yeah. Michael the next fall. I was coaching him on a team. I was like, you guys are the polar opposites of one another. Oh, aren't they though? You yes. know, and that I'll say that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest regular, it's funny you remember that because that's probably the biggest regular season goals we've ever had at BSM. We had this incredible game against EP, which is back and forth. Unbelievable game. Yeah, both both Lee and I like to let the ponies run and yes. boy, and, and and it was like it was six five, and you know the, the you know the last one to play defense probably lost or whatever. But uh, but yeah, my, Zach scored that OT go, and, uh, and and that was that was a great win for us. <laughs> it's the last time we beat him for so we need to work on that. Um, but. But yeah, Michael, we think Michael, when Michael came in, I thought the same thing. You know what? I had to do a double take when, when he was talking to me. So I said, who's that? They said, well, that's Stowell's brother. I go, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, I mean, and yeah, he's, 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 he's always, he's always got a, you know, he's always got a smile on his face and uh, uh, he's a pretty, pretty dynamic personality and a good kid. Yeah. Great kid. Love Michael. Michael's a great kid. Uh, you guys got a great program. I'm excited for our champions cup. I'm excited to see, uh, what, how you guys roll it out this year with your, with your great uh, blue line and your top forwards. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you guys hosting. I think that will, like I said, we have this thing going a couple of years and, and, uh, youth hockey up, you guys get involved. I think we'll just make it that much better. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining me today, Ken. Uh, we'll, you, we'll see you on the rink real soon. Okay, Tony, take care of yourself. Bye now. Yep. Ken Pauly, head coach, Benilde St. Margaret's. We're back after the interview with Coach Pauly. Uh, always fun to sp- sit down and spend 15 minutes with him. He's, uh, a, you know, a great interview. Never never holds back any punches. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about his team this year and hearing his excitement for this event. Yeah, though, I got to say, you know, 
choosing two private schools, two public schools. You got the two public schools that you know get kids from like how many square miles around? Wow! Uh, I, I had to go there. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, you know them St. Thomas Academy recruiting those quiz bowlers. Wow! You guys, Lincoln. you guys. You know, I, you know, no comment, no comment. I, I do love the fact that it's public. All the games are public, private. Um, this event has the a Ryder Cup twist to it where and it's what's interesting I'm not sure if it was in the interview or not but the the fact that there's going to be a JV game that could decide the cup <laughs> yep. is makes it even cooler because there are only yeah. four hours each day so there's going to be a like a JV game going on simultaneous to a varsity game in the mm-hmm. building next door and if that game is the deciding factor, we will rock that cup right over to the JV game and hand out the team the team that wins. Yeah. So all four teams play across at at a time. So there's a chance that the JV game could be the clinching, and then the varsity team from that those teams will be in there watching that game and go out there and get their picture taken with the cup and skate around with it. So you can have Ryder Donovan give out the Ryder Cup. Yeah, he could. That would be great. That's a good plan. It's okay. a little bit of a Ryder Cup it's called the Champions Cup. All teams are past tape champions. The first game pairs the 21 champion versus the 20 champion, Hill Murray and and Eden Prairie. It's easy to put on a great event when you have four great teams and lots of draft eligibles, you know, like Zamplant and Sarsland and these guys. So Cop out. God about, yeah, there's going to be plenty of draft eligibles to watch for the scouts. So there'll be NHL scouts in the building. Um, there'll be. What days is it, Tony? It is December 3rd and 4th. So it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. This is hmm. this is going to be Eden Prairie's first two games of the year. So young team. Um, they've got a couple, you know, decent newcomers coming in and then they have Teddy Townsend the Bantam player of the year coming in you'll get you guys are gonna fall in love with Teddy f- f- sight on first sight of this kid he can just fly yeah. um, he's a little bit different than a Casey Millstap, but he'll carry the same type of numbers as Casey will in three years the only drawback is Casey had a second line of studs all three years he yeah. played um, yeah. Teddy's gonna have to do a log a lot of minutes and, and carry the lumber. If they somehow pull off this Jackson Blake coming yep. back, they are immediately either. the favorite in Section 2. Yeah, you immediately. Know, I, I got an email from our, our friend Tim Colomainen, you know, asking for previews for the book that he puts out yep. every year. Yep. It's like, how long can I wait before I get my Mr. Hockey pick? Because <laughs> it's Jackson Blake or, you know, grab a name out of a hat <laughs> and... Has he picked his cover yet? I know he's shooting his pictures right now because Sam okay. Sam was had his him. pictures yeah. taken just this week, Ooh, yeah. and uh, I wonder how long he's got to wait. It's it can't be too long. No. I, we yeah. use the same publisher for the Jersey Project as, as Tim did, and it, it was about two and a half three weeks to get that book printed. Sure. So he's probably got till about August uh, October, October 10th, 10th maybe, yeah, and yeah. then the book's got to go. The book has I, I gotta think go. to be, gotta run with to be completely yeah. honest, one of the the covers could be playing on the Spinelt team. Yeah, I mean Sarsland or Marshall. Yeah. Right, right. You've been yeah. a big Sarsland guy since the since last spring, Danny. I I really have. I I think he's the best defenseman or senior defenseman right now. We're gonna have fun. Our pre-show 
is going to be fun. There's some great blue lines this year in high school hockey, and, and Benilde was one of them that we talked about with Lurvik, Sarsland, Thompson, Reed, and Yakish. But uh, I think there's five defensemen from Moorhead in the, in the Elite League this year, maybe four okay. for sure. Yeah. That's a darn good blue line. They're all juniors. Um, and then they add in another Grammar. Joe Grammer uh, will probably be the, the, the defenseman there. So I think that's but, a really good team. Really this, good team. But this Benil defensive core, Tony, it reminds me of Lakeville North's undefeated year. I mean, you have Lurvik. This is listed as of last year, so this can only go up. Yep. Uh, Lurvik is 6'2". Thompson is 6'2". Sarsland's six foot. You have Gavin Reed, who's 6'2". I mean, that's a tall blue line. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, though, because I say this about Benilde every year, but it it's, ends up being true every year. Like, are they actually going to play defense? <laughs> we don't know. Blanket is still here. We I, don't know. We don't know. All right, let's have some fun with this. All right? I mean, okay. it's, it's just September fun. Who's going to win the championship? Who's going to hoist the cup off the ice? I already have my. This is an easy one for me. This is a layup. Yeah, yeah. it's Hill Murray. Hill, it's such Hill a, it's will such an easy walk with this yeah. because their JV's so deep. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. They'll have like eighth grade all stars. I mean, they, the kids that go there, it's, it's unbelievable. They'll have a st- ton of studs that may not make their varsity, but will just roast other JVs. I mean, no offense to Pat Anders, but their JV will not be deep enough to to skate with with Hill Murray. You know, oh, they don't play each other. No, they do play each other. Yeah. Yes, they all oh, they won't be able to skate with them. That's just too much, too tall of order. You know, we're talking about an all star team versus a tiny little the state community. tournament team last year. Yes, they tournament were. JV. Yes, they were. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Um, okay, so you, you got a different pick than no. I feel like I have to just just because do it. Um, I don't feel that need at all. No. And I'm gonna land on. Mo, Moorhead. I don't know. They're not no. in it. No. no. Oh, oh for, well, for the Champions Cup. Champions I thought you were talking... Cup. Champions Cup. Who's going to win it? Yeah, it's Hill. Hill Murray. Yeah, I think we got a gooch. We yeah. just gooched Hill Murray. But I think it's a, it's a pretty solid pick. So, well, that's. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the you know building the cup uh, with Matt Jasper's dad. I'm, I'm excited about just kind of building another event and and having a, a frenzy. You know, we have some really good teams here, and if they if they stick around, I think it's got some great longevity as well. Because Hermantown's not going anywhere. Eden Prairie's just getting stronger mm-hmm. over the next three or four years. Um, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a, some good longevity with the champion. Cup and hopefully the cup gets passed between teams over the next few years and it's just not a Hill Murray Cup or a Benilde Cup or something like that. So I'm excited I like about the it. Venues, the venues, Tony, are really ideal too. Aren't they? They really are. Big, big is one of the best rinks in the state. Yeah, my favorite is St. Louis Park is great for watching yep. games. It mm-hmm. might not be the best for like a fan you know loudness standpoint but no. it's a great venue to watch and same with dakota it's very similar to St. they're Louis all Park. very fan friendly i think yeah. they all have their, their yeah. points to it um we are going to take our next interview leading us into the uh hockey for life with with joe pancrantz should be a fun interview with him we're joined today with joe pancrantz from prior lake how you doing today joe 
doing great, Tony. Thanks for having me. I got to – you might not even know because I know you well enough. How many years has it been at Prior Lake? This will be my 13th year. I was going to say 14 years, but, okay, it's been 13 years. And this might be, not no pressure, this might be your best team you put out on the ice and your best chance to punch a ticket to the state tournament. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, it's going to be a really talented team this year. You know, we had, if you go back probably four or five years, our 98th birth year group. That lost lost a middle stat in the section final, that team? Yeah, I lost a couple a of years team. in a row to the EP and middle stat. And, yeah, that was good. we had a good team there. But this is probably, I don't know, it's probably as far as the high-end talent goes, it's the, the most high-end talent that we've had on a team. Yeah, I remember in 2016 you lost in the section final, and then you took them to the brink over at Braemar at that 11 o'clock game in the section semifinal. Do you remember that game? Yeah, that one had, had a lot. Of, uh, you had a lot of momentum in that game. You guys had it all. You had it dialed in perfectly that day. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think that's a game that we were up one nothing going yes. into the third period against CP. Yeah, yeah I think it only finished two one, so it wasn't like it was. They got away from you. That was you had it. You had that game. You had a chance on that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance we just need to score a couple more goals in that one, and and then we probably had a different result. All right, so the purpose of this little pod is to talk to you about your team. Uh, There's a lot of question marks. Uh, We just published an article, uh, Minnesotans in the USHL, and uh, noticed that there's uh, one particular player who's on the 30-man roster down in Omaha, Alex Bump. Talk a little bit about Bump, and uh, what's the prognostication if he's coming back to the Lakers this year? I would say yeah, you never know until they're here, uh, you know, once the season starts, but all indications, and I talked to Alex quite a bit, and whether it's text or on the phone prior to him going down to Omaha, but he has a 100% plan on coming back for his senior year, and he's excited about it, and, you know, we've been texting since we've been down there, and they opened up last weekend with some preseason games, and he's playing well, but I know he's excited to be back uh, in prior lake for his senior year, but he's a heck of a player, really, really good hockey player. Okay, another one that's that's playing in your organization with the magician. So I'm sure you got a, a, a firmer grasp on this young man. But Schumacher is a kid that uh, has really been impressive his first two years playing for you at Prior Lake. What's his role with the magicians as the showcase starts today, and will he be a before and after? Do you, do you guys grant him that, or is that all kind of pre-planned? Yeah, it's kind of this. I mean, it's kind of the same situation as Bumpy Shuey. Uh, you know, he's playing before and after the Magicians. His plan is to come back and play his senior year uh, for us in Prior Lake, you know, kind of finish it up with him and Alex and some of the other players, Sam Rice and Jackson Anderson and Duber and Kingery and Tassel, some of the upperclassmen guys that Shuey's been playing with, you know, his whole life. Before and after with the Magicians and play the winter season with, with us in Prior Lake, and I think that's a good combo for him. Um, in his development, but yeah, Shuey's a, Shuey's a good hockey player. Uh, another kid that we do, you've just mentioned a couple there, Sam Rice. He's a super talented young man. Uh, he's playing with the Norsemen in the NA. Do you get the same indications from him as coming back? Yep. Sammy's planning on coming back 100%, so I think all three of those guys, Bump and Schumacher and Rice, will all be back. You know, two being in the NA right now and one being in the USHL 
Sam's a, Sam's a good player. Just he's a smaller, you know, shorter in stature, strong as can be. Um, he's got quite a bit, but he's a heck of a player, and you know, we look forward to having Sammy back for the winter too. So heading into the winter, um, you have you're going to play a lot of section opponents this year as well. Are you looking forward to that, or or, or did you love just playing section opponent after section or uh, conference opponent after conference opponent last year? We can't wait for this winter. You know, our to have you know our obviously our regular conference schedule, but to get non conference games. They're all great games that we play non conference. From we got Eden. It's the same ones we've had every year. We picked up St. Thomas this year, so we'll play St. Thomas non-conference. But we got EP non-conference and Minnetonka non-conference and Holy Family non-conference. And then we obviously have the Christmas tourney. Um, uh, and then we've got Chanhassen non-conference. So, yeah, we've got – they're all section game. For the most part, they're all section games non-conference besides St. Thomas. Um, and those are very nice to have back in the schedule this year. I know the kids are excited about it. Coaches are excited about it. So it will be nice to – have a regular schedule this winter. All right. So you don't know this yet. We didn't, I didn't even tell you off air. Uh, you only know one of your opponents right now, and that's because it's locked in in cement every year. You, you play a conference opponent, Lakeville North, to kick off the hockey for life. Um, and then your second game of the tournament, you're going to face perennial power Edina at Dakota Arena at 7 o'clock. Try to imagine what that's going to be all about, Joe. Your barn, full, because it's going to be after Christmas, and you get to wear your white sweaters against the green breezers. What's it going to? That's a pretty monumental moment in your coaching career, and what the, with given the what you've, the hand you've had building the Prior Lake Youth Program and the high school program. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a really good uh, Christmas tourney matchup. I know. You know, our kids are obviously used to playing Edina from District 6 at the youth level, and they'll be very excited to play them in uh, the Christmas tourney. I'm sure the building is going to be packed. I know our, our – well, it'll be nice to have fans back in the building this year, but in a traditional year when we have big games, our fans support us quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that Edina matchup in the Christmas tourney uh, will be a huge one, a lot of fun. So the beauty of this is – after the the buildup of that game, you turn right around, get back the next day at two thirty, and you host the Moorhead Spuds. So, kind of a a a a, 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 a gauntlet of sorts for you guys coming right out of the Christmas turkey season. Yeah, that. Well, I love. I'm sure the kids feel the same way. But anytime we get to play a northern team, it's fun. It's just a little. A little different dynamic as opposed to playing Metro teams, which, you know, a lot of our kids, that's all they do is they play, grow up playing the Metro teams. But to play Moorhead is always fun. Obviously, the tradition with Moorhead, it goes back to when I was playing, at, you know, at Jefferson, Moorhead was uh, always a team that we played growing up, whether it was state tourneys or, or tournaments during the winter. But I've got a lot of friends from Ryan Craft, the guy, you know, Moorhead alumni that are, we're all, but, um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, been around the Moorhead program. We're competing against it for a long time, so that'll be fun uh, at the high school level for our kids to get a chance to play Moorhead and play them in our barn at Dakota. It'll be great. It's going to be a fun. As you know, you've seen the event evolve over the last few years. You've seen how well 
Moorhead's fan base travels, and then all the Moorhead alums that live in the Twin Cities seem to creep their way down to the casino and 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 play some blackjack, and then come over and watch their spuds play. Uh, what is your take on that aspect of the event? How full this building gets for each of these games every year? It's in this event. I think what we're on our. Fourth or fifth year, which is Christmas. I think it's fourth, like but we missed one. I feel like we've done it four years, maybe eighteen, nineteen. I, yeah, this will be the fourth year. It started yeah, in eighteen. With last, eighteen, okay. And last year being off, but yeah, it's just it's a great environment. You know, I think especially for spectators, Dakota's nice. The you know it's it's warm in their form. <laughs> They're not freezing. It's uh, it's a good a uh, you know. For spectators, the sight lines are good. You can stand on the glass, which are great spots. You can go all the way up top. You know, you've got the peanut gallery on the top rail that, you know, like to break down and critique everything that's going on in the ice. And it's uh, it's, it's it's a great spot to watch hockey in the tournament, you know, the Christmas tourney. It's all, there are always tons of fans. You know, alumni are back around. It's the Christmas, you know, holiday season. And people like to go watch high school hockey around that time. And there's a lot of good games and our tournament has a ton of good games uh, at Dakota. So it's a special, it's a special environment. It's fun. And you're blessed. Here's the other thing. You're blessed. You have a great PA guy. Dan is unbelievable, right? You got Lynn, who's just keeping the, all the boys in shape in both the rinks, right? You got Matt who, who puts out a great sheet of ice and Matt Mathiason. And then on top of that, you have the best popcorn in the state. So if you if if nothing else, you're going to come to a very well run, high level event when you show up for hockey for life, and 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 that's one of my takeaways. Every time I leave there, I'm like, wow, this was easy, right? Everybody's so professional there. Yep, they are. Yeah, Matt, Matt, the rink manager does a great job, and it's funny you mentioned Dan Beyer. That's our our PA guy who does all of our stats. Um, just a quick shout out to Dan. Dan put together. It was all summer. I don't know how he found the time to do it all, but he went back to the original year of Prior Lake Hockey. He went to libraries. He went to historical societies. He found every game, every stat, every goal from, I believe it was 1974, 75, the first year of Prior Lake High School Hockey, which most people didn't even know there was high school hockey in Prior Lake or where right. Prior Lake was at that time. And it's something I'm going to get out to our youth program and to our, our, our blue line club. The, the stats and the amount of work that he put into it is it blows your mind. So yeah, just a little shout out to Dan Byer. He's done a ton for our program. He's a, it's, it's not just it's not just him and Lynn. I mean, the, the lady who takes the tickets, Martha, is like the nicest lady in the world. I mean, this is a first class operation. I just my job, Joe, as run as the tournament director, is just get out of the way. These guys have it down pat, and I, I hope your club does too, right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope our club's got it dialed in. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun winter. We're as for the coaching staff, we're really looking forward to this winter. From having the regular season, obviously, we think we're going to have a really good team on the ice. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Coming building. Soon. It's building, that's for sure. All right, last question. You guys have, I've counted, at least six uniform sets, at least, that you guys just, you're like the Oregon Ducks of high school hockey. Have you a new uniform for this year? Is there one coming? If so, give us a sneak peek is what it might be. <laughs> Come on, you have uh, one. I know you have one. Don't, don't. Well, come on. So you, 
guess who gets to deal with all these uniforms? And you do. So you and Matt. Inventory. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of work. We have a lot of uniforms. Many times I feel like we have too many uniforms. Never but can have too many. Never, never too many. No, we, we, have, we have a lot of options, a lot of different uniforms. But this winter we will have uh, a new uniform for yes. Hockey Day Minnesota when yes. we play in Hockey Day. Yes. Yeah. What's it going to be? Can I design it if it's already designed? Uh, it's already being designed, oh. and it is going to be one of the most unique uniforms that I've ever seen. It's, and I've told some of our people, it's either going to be the best uniform ever designed or it's going to be the worst <laughs> uniform, so people can judge that on the day out. Give me a – come on. <laughs> give the listeners – we'll have about a 1,000. Give the listeners just a sneak maybe what you might see in it. Uh, come on. Come on. I can't do it. I can't do it to come because our Blue Line Club and Chuck Duber specifically drives me nuts trying to get – He doesn't uh, listen to the show. He doesn't even have a phone. It won't even matter. He won't even I'm guessing know. I'm gonna get a, I'll probably get a text from him in about five minutes or <laughs> after this is published. Um, but it's going to be the best or the worst. I think it's going to be really cool, and it's going to be something cool for our alumni – and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I'll, can I ask yes it, or no questions? I'm going to ask yes or no questions. Will there be a new helmet? No. Okay. No Will there helmet. be breezer no. covers? No. So it's same breezer will match. Same breezers. Yep. The jersey. Will no match gloves. No breezers. No helmet. Just just the jersey. Just, just the jersey, jersey and socks. Okay. That's a fair and, question. That was fair, it, right? That was fair, yeah, and right. we may have a new Navy jersey as well this winter, but we'll see on that one. All right, all right. I love it. Yep. I love it. Well, we are run out of time. I appreciate your time. Looking forward to seeing you at the showcase this week as well as around the rink. If I don't see you then, I'll see you uh, after Christmas at Hockey for Life. Sounds good. Thank you, Tony. Joe Pankrantz, head coach, Prior Lake High School. Well, thanks to uh, Coach Pankrantz, we are uh, well in our way in this interview process. Uh, I love the interview. I especially love how he wouldn't tell me what their hockey day uniform is going to look like. Thanks a lot, bro. I know. Yeah. I mean, I thought we well, were buddies. Well, they do have like they have like five jerseys. They got a white. They got a cream. They got a cheetah yellow. They got a highlighter yellow. They have a blue. Danny, please um, explain the distinction to me between cheetah and highlighter yellow. There, it, it is like an orange. I suppose it's a little yeah, orangey. It's like an, yeah. yeah, it's an orange, and the cheetah has like three stripes on the on shoulders. Shoulder yes. Yeah. Yeah. The They're Lakers, yellow, not Bengals. I know. The highlighter yellow is a cool. Jersey. It's the best one, yeah. and they and the boys hate it. He was telling me about that. Why. He goes, they like that ugly cream one. I'm like, did you oh, see? Did you ever see? Did you ever so, see Michigan cream jerseys? Just look dirty. They Mich- look like they're covered in like you accidentally slipped in the mud, or yeah, this yeah, is one of those I white undershirts that you've been wearing for too long that just gets sort of gross. Yeah. Michigan yeah. last year pulled out a, a cream with mm-hmm. with blue and gold. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. And I and I could not help but because I was kind of covering it because there was nothing better to do during the pause. I'm like, so mm-hmm. I started covering some games. This is the ugliest uniform. <laughs> or I would make reference to like, that was an ugly play. Kind of like Michigan's uniforms. <laughs> like, they were so yeah. bad. Tan and optic yellow and blue don't mm-hmm. go well together. And I, I, I think I, that's I an ugly a, one too. I, I have the cream Tonka from a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard mm-hmm. one to it's get. Not good. I mean, like, it's even a it's a Gemini jersey, mm-hmm. so it's really high quality. But cream just is so 
so hard. I think cream is good secondary color, but when you make it your primary, and the cream prior lake jerseys, no offense, are bad. They're bad. They are I'm, really I don't bad. even like the little scripty Lakers thing on it. It's just it's not no, good. It's I, just no pizzazz. I don't like that either. He's no, pretty. Yeah, Joe is pretty excited. Um the the owner Chris Bonvino of Gemini is stoked about what they're putting together, mm-hmm. and I like how he said it. He said it, it's either going to be the ugliest uniform of all time or it's, the coolest of all time. So we know what that means, right? It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Tony, it's going to be ugly. It's going to have a lot of anchors around it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like a horseshoe. Is Just repeated anchor <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> No. God, that no. was so bad. The ponies everywhere. Oh, the horseshoes, horseshoes everywhere. It was so bad. So bad. Um, all right. You know what isn't bad, though, is this lineup of games we have at mm-hmm. Hockey for Life. Uh, there's so it's many good tournament. ones. Uh, which ones stand out to you guys? Uh, can we talk about Moorhead's schedule for a moment? Of this? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Coach Emmerman will find out until morning. So he's not going to be too excited about this schedule. So they have in succession here Edina, St. Thomas Academy, and Prior Lake. Looks like a state tournament lineup. Yeah. And the one team no, that can. No, because St. Thomas isn't the last game. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying Moorhead's going to lose to Edina because that would have. You know, yes. Be at Mariucci. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Good no. one. Good one, good one. But speaking of St. Thomas, they have a very good schedule in this, too. Who do they play? They've got Eden Prairie, they've got Moorhead, and Edina. So it's not bad. That's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, And it seems like St. Thomas EP every year, it's a a 5-4, 6-5 horse race. Overtime, yeah. Um, Yeah. Tony, I I didn't pay close enough attention to the Pankrantz interview. Did you list all the teams? Um, in this tournament? I did not, so I will do that now for you. Totino Grace, Lakeville North. We'll have an interview with uh, Jake Taylor uh, coming up right after this session. Um, we have Moorhead, Eden Prairie, Edina, St. Thomas Academy, Prior Lake. Who else am I missing here? Chaska. And Chaska. Chaska. Thank you. Someone's. We are not going to be short on Chaska this year. No, you know, there's plenty of hawks. We have plenty. I have plenty of sightings of Chaska and plenty of Eden Prairie this year. I'll have five Eden Prairies and five Chaska views, and five St. Thomas Academy views. So. Uh, no one can accuse me of not watching some teams <laughs> or some kids, you know, this year. So, so it'll be fun. This tournament is December 28th through 30th at Dakota. Yep. Yep. Should be uh, right after Christmas. Uh, and right after Christmas and right before uh, New Year's. So it's it's aptly can, placed. Can we figure out, since it's only a jamboree, can we figure out in the meantime, like, how we crown a victor of this tournament? I think it's a good idea. You know, I don't know if we can make a, a, a cup like yeah. we have for Champions Cup, but I think we should make a flag or something, a mm. team with that comes up with Hang the a most. banner? Yeah, not, not like, not like. That kind of banner. Not that kind of banner, but, you know, something mm. something that the, the team can walk away with is having the most wins, sure. you know, or the most points, whatever. Can um, we do a lots of matzo player of the tournament? We could definitely do that. 
We could definitely do okay. that. We're fan of definitely do that. I like I like Maybe that. The, Listen to the, you guys, the, player, the idea machine here. We're creative the player sometimes. of the tournament. The yep. player of the tournament will be our guest on Agreed. that. Oh, I show. like that. There we go. I like that. Okay. So it might not be a senior Mr. Hockey finalist. Like okay. we always do. Let's do. So that one will mix it up. I like How about it. That? I like it. Okay. Unless the best player is it'll be, a it'll be our first. Finalist. It'll probably yeah. be the show that starts off the new year. You know, right around yeah. New Year's. So yeah. I'm down with that. That's a good idea. I, I We will make that promise. Uh, one more thing on Hockey for Life before we get into the Jake Taylor interview. How about, we'll do that one last. Um, how about uh, Prior Lake? At hosting Edina on the second day of the tournament on 7 o'clock. How packed is that going to be? Joe Pankrantz in the interview was as excited as Joe can get, thinking about, you know, <laughs> having Edina in the green breezers and mm-hmm. the green jerseys, playing yeah. in their barn with their PA guy, uh, their fans packing the place, you know, three days after Christmas. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really special night. Yeah, and, and this and this year is it for Power Lake too. We need to remember that. There, it is. It could be like Rosemount a couple years ago, where they really turned up the crowds. It's like this yes. is the year where it needs to happen. That was yeah. a good team that yeah. Rosemount had. They just didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a really good team, and I think this Prior Lake team is very similar to that. This is their year. This this team, I hate to talk about squirt hockey, but these guys <laughs> won District 6. When they were squirts, they were top team in District 6 and in uh, as peewees in the top one or two. And then they won the district when they were when they were Bantams. They won, like, four tournaments. They were sex, uh, state semifinalists. So this is a legit group of kids with great, great attitudes they got a couple good sophomores coming in i think this is if this is going to be the year this is it especially if jackson blake doesn't come back yeah. minnetonka is not quite there yet they're they're coming too i think this is the time uh, there is no excuse for the casino not to to punch their ticket to state this year um carl i can't remember prior like playing edina in recent memory and I can't think of a playoff instance of this either. Um, they used to play, weren't they together they were in, in section, section two, two for a back bit. in the Jefferson? Remember, there was Jefferson, yeah. Burnsville, so I Edina, that played, section. You can go check that even that uh, Hill Murray site and see with if they did play. I bet yeah. you they did just once for sure. I think it's in the Pancrantz uh, era. And that's going to be hard be on the phone. Tr- yeah. Uh, no, I I can figure it out. Um, Do it, Danny. Because. Come on, it, Danny. It was it would have been when like Moran was the um, goaltender for Prior Lake. Lake. That would have been 2012. Yeah, maybe. somewhere uh, in there. But okay, so the, in 2012, why don't you guys talking. look it up? I'll keep talking. I yeah, can move. Danny, this thing do along. it because you have a computer. All right. Yeah, we I can will also move, go to this interview. <laughs> I will move this thing along nicely, and you'll give us that Prior Lake. Edina matchup the last time they met. That would be a good piece of information. Uh, all games will be on live streamed on YHH. All 12 varsity games will be live streamed on YHH. Um, they'll all be played at the Dakota uh, Ice Arena down in Prior Lake. Um, I think there's going to be some great teams on display. I'm excited to watch uh, some of these teams really get after it, especially uh, the Moorhead and St. Thomas schedules. Every night they're going to have a have a battle on their hands. We'll take it away unless Danny's got the uh, the game. We'll bring it after the Jake Taylor interview if you don't have it, Danny. 
2014 and then 2011. They play 11. Both in their section semifinals. Yep. Um, So Edina won both because they went to state. Yeah, Edina won both. Yes, and in the interview with Pankratz, he had told me this is his 13th season, so he would have been on the bench for both of those games. So he is effectively 0-2 against the Hornet. So... (laughs) Uh, we will take this to an interview with Jake Taylor and then wrap up the show with some recent college commits and a goodbye. All right. Thanks for a great interview with Coach Taylor. I love the takeaways. You know, you go into a podcast and you think you're going to ask questions A, B, and C, and then he throws out there that uh, Marco Siki was his coach at – at Burns, uh, not at Burnsville, but at Green Bay, and, yeah. and that was one of his early coaching influences. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, it was went from a 10 minute interview to a 18 minute interview because <laughs> I want to talk all about Oz and and his influence and all the yeah. other players and that kind of Ooh, stuff. Oz and then go on a tangent for 10 extra minutes. Yeah, Never. I know. Yeah, well, and then I know. and then he talked about Ken Jernander was his coach. Yeah. You know, okay. he goes, everywhere you turn, there's going to be someone away. from Minnesota in here. So that was a neat part of the interview. But I thought his coolest takeaway was, you know, playing in hockey for life. You're going to get three good games in in successive days, just like a state high school hockey tournament. So um, it was a fun interview with him. I think I learned a lot about him. And, then I, I, and we were talking a little bit about this, I think, with Josh Storm at, at Lakeville South and with – and who's got kids and who will have kids in the Lakeville program. And, and Jake's got kids in the uh, Lakeville North program. I think we're kind of a little bit firmer ground here yeah, with these more, two coaches. stability staffs. after some revolving doors for a lot of revolving doors the last few yeah. years in both, in both programs. I'm kind of excited for that. You know, now if we could just get a good opponent uh, to mix in down there <laughs> and beside just those, don't two. ask for too much now, Tony. I know, I know that is asking too much. So, um, Let's talk a little bit about some college commits that have come across our desk since the last time we had a podcast in, what was that, July, late July we met? Yeah. yeah. Early August, July, somewhere in there. July. Yeah, July. Um, who's committed, Carl? And we've had our juniors to be uh, our committing, and we sh- should have a few more coming this week. Sure. So I have our uh, very lovely Chipotle napkin from Tony's Dinner, on which we have written several college commits. Because uh, apparently, you know, I guess... Pad, and pa- pad of paper and a pen, you know, which are you used no to find longer. in every hotel room, must must spread COVID or something. Or a Bible. But There's no Bible There's either. a Bible. Oh, there was a Bible. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we found a Bible. Oh, well, so, thank goodness. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to do our prayers tonight. But anyway, uh, <laughs> recent commits include, um, you know, there was a rush of a whole bunch of them, you know, on, as soon as they were allowed to sign, you know, those sophomores 1st, yep. who, who could. So Zamplant, UMD. Wow, shocker. that was shocking. Yep. Uh, oh my God! Then his his buddy Ty Hansen followed in short order oh. too. Yep. Oh my Herman God! Town that Hawk. was surprising. <laughs> so Another shocking. Another son of a dead. former yeah. bulldog. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. More surprising was Jason Shogabay from Warroad making his way down to UMD. Yeah. Um, Shogabay. 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 But Shogabay obviously would have thought he would have been headed to UND. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that didn't work out. Uh, dogs never thought in a million years, this is my inside recruiting in a million years. He was going to, they were going to be able to get him. And, uh, the phone, one phone call, one answer, Jason was a bulldog. Yeah. Well, there's some, there have been some world ties to UMD. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for so. sure. Roth and Bethune both mm-hmm. yep. well, yep. one stuck around. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, elsewhere, uh, Sam Renzel mentioned earlier, Chaska yep. kid going to the Gophers. 
Yes, a couple. You got mm-hmm. two or three gopher ones. Uh, the other one up. got there is Max Rude. Uh, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. surprising. So these the St. Cloud boys, yep. Falloon and Rude, they're two really good hockey players who just completely get ignored because they don't really make a run. They, yeah, you know they're never in a section final. You know, I, I wish they were because we love this, love the coach, mm-hmm. but uh, they just haven't had the mm-hmm. firepower. Yeah, and well, I think here you're starting to see Matsko's reach too. Like yes. St. Cloud guy. He yeah, and his getting dad, out beyond the Max's dad, Eric, yeah. was the was a longtime girls women's coach at St. Cloud State. Mm-hmm. Uh, is now back on the men's side. I think at Miami of Ohio, and uh, sisters committed or is going somewhere out east. Gabby Rude. So, real good hockey family. I, I believe. That uh, his dad played at Colorado College, was a coach at Colorado College, and was a classmate of Scott Bell's at Simley High School. Right? <laughs> Check. Do yeah. your elite prospects on Ooh. that hockey geekness right there. Work it, Daddy. So, um, so he's got I, some good bloodlines. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Max does. Well, let's stick with the cloud. And minus at Scott Bell, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll stick in St. Cloud for our next one. So Austin Burdovic. Well, uh, NTDP kid. Big kid. He's got an Mm -hmm. NHL body. Uh, And again, I don't want to foresee his future, but he reminds me a lot of uh, Riley Tufty. Great hands, size. He's got first-round draft pick potential. On him, and he's going to go develop for two years in in Michigan. And Brett Larson's a great developer of talent. I thought it was a great choice by Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking in that general neck of the woods, uh, go down to St. Michael, a kid who carried his team to the state tournament a few years back. Luke Leyland is committed to St. Thomas. Yeah. Which is now an option. Yes, it is. Um, and a very good option, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an amazing program. Uh, give it a few years. They'll be right on the forefront. Uh, they, they have a conference affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two great assistant coaches. Um, I, think, I think they're going to be on the map here in a couple years. All right. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, check out their roster. It's posted. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a fun one to look at. You have like Cristiano Versich <laughs> is back on it. Um, what Game is it? Home. Luke, Luke, McGre- Lucas McGregor is there, playing there are, college hockey. There are so many. I didn't know he was still playing kids on the <laughs> yeah. roster. You know, yeah, yeah, there there are a lot of them, and so it. it I just if you want to go down a rabbit hole, it's what's the kid's name that. from Burnsville? Yeah, what's a UMass Sawchuck. Lowell? Oh. Yes, yes, Sawchuck. yes. No one Chuck is on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that those kind of names. You know, really good high school hockey mm-hmm. players go through the junior ranks, go out east somewhere, and now they're back. It's the fountain of youth. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, Westside St. Paul. So, yeah, I just I implore you to look at it just because if you really if you follow high school hockey you'll be like what <laughs> then you'll be like they'll be on TV and you'll like oh I want to see these guys interesting for sure if they're on TV I'd watch that um, uh, interesting to note Mayju and Louis, Ian Mayju and Lewis yeah. Crosby did not get picked up who right. I thought were yeah. great high school mm-hmm. hockey players spent both Mayju four years for. Yes. For East and, yep. and Crosby, three years for Dinah, did mm-hmm. not get their options or whatever you right. want to call it. <laughs> I hate to use professional <laughs> yeah. hockey terms, but they didn't get their options Affiliate. picked up. Yeah, they, yep. they are not an affiliate at that school anymore, which I thought were both interesting yeah. takes. 
So uh, starting a new. It's going to be a weird conversation. Yeah. Like we God, really enjoyed you when you were a, you know, when yeah. we were a two and you were a ten. But now that we're a ten, we can't really hang out with how you. About, how about this one? Rico Blasi hires. Um, Oh, geez. Totally drawing a blank on his name. The magician coach who... Um, oh, Stu Bickle. Stu Bickle. Hire Stu Bickle um, as his assistant. Well, guess who becomes the new coach for the magicians? Nick Beadall, who used to be an assistant at University of St. Thomas, who oh. basically <laughs> did all the recruiting of Just these players. Chairs, yep. Is that not the greatest, craziest trade ever mm-hmm. in college-slash-junior hockey? Yeah. Oh, just weird. Totally weird. Watch out for Stu Bickle, though. Your podcast with him was really good, but like he keeps he keeps going places. I had a chance. He was up at, at the golf, the celebrity golf tournament up in Warroad, and man, he was recruiting me to play for St. Thomas. <laughs> like I, I don't have any more eligibility. You should play for us. And I'm like, Stu, I'm out. I'm out on the. He goes, Your son should play for us. Oh, well, he doesn't really play anymore. Like er, he was literally recruiting everybody. He had the recruiting. Hat, pants, shirt, shoes. Ooh. He was full out UST <laughs> recruiting that weekend, and uh, in a good way. I mean, he was like, "All right, he's pumped. He is very pumped about his new job." So, did you name them all? No, we got okay, two more. Right. I was like, yeah. I didn't think we got through them all. Okay. Two last names on the D1 commit list. First is Cade Nielsen, formerly of Burnsville, now going to Mankato. Great story. Uh, Cade probably missed one or two years of hockey due to concussions. I remember this. Like dark room, don't come out kind of bad concussions. And the fact that he got to play a full year and a half of hockey because he was on that team that was in the section final. Yeah, had a huge year. Against against, uh, St. Thomas. And then the next year he played as well. So I couldn't be happy. His dad's a super nice guy. Really excited that he got a chance to come out of the concussion protocols and get a Division One scholarship mm-hmm. out of it. And he put up some really crazy numbers. He yes. was a fringe Mr. Hockey candidate. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Sam Jacobs of Maple Grove making his way out to the Air Force Academy. Now, if you guys had a certified public accountant, <laughs> CPA. Who's to say I don't? Right? Yeah. If you did. Mm-hmm. If you did, right, and you were in the hockey news business, wouldn't your CPA who had a son named Sam Jacobs, wouldn't you might want to alert, you know, your client, you know? No, that might be committing. Or, might be yeah, committing? Yeah. Not a word. I'm on the phone September 14th doing my corporate tax return at the last minute, of course. And he, he alludes to the fact that Sam is now going to Air Force. I'm like, well, when did that happen? Like it was yesterday or something? Oh, no, it was like a week and a half ago. Thanks a lot, Tim Jacobs, for the uh, clue that oh. your son just committed to Air Force. So sorry, nothing Sam, like I was a little late on that one. just only has the finest sources. I know. Yeah, I know. nothing like accountants missing the fine details of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> r- r- really, really reassuring. Combing yeah. through <laughs> important details. <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> well, this was a blast of a show. We covered a ton of ground, three events, four coaches, and a bunch of laughs. Uh, for Carl Shuttler and Danny Ryan, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in.